Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it is your boy, Stevie Jobber. And it's your boy, Dangerous Duke. And welcome back to the Dangerous Jobbers podcast, putting wrestling over one podcast at a time. Yes, sir. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Even though it was a light week, we're going to break everything down. We do have some interesting things to talk about um, and some Easter eggs. But before we get to all that, we got to get to the wrestler of the pod. Mm-hmm. You should know this guy by now. As long as we've been talking about MLW, as long as we've been going to events, if you've been watching the vlogs, you should know him already. Wrestler of the Pod this week is a three-time Wrestler of the Pod now. He is 229 days, probably, I don't know whether he beats Alex Hammerstone, but one of the longest reigning MLW Openweight Champions. He's PPW Heavy Hitters Champion. He is the leader of the Bumae Fight Club. And as of this year, he makes number 84, no, 86 on the PWI 500. Mm -hmm. The man I'm talking about is Suplex Assassin, Alex Kane, friend of the show. Mm hmm. So go check him out, guys, if you haven't already, even though you should have by now. The suplex assassin, leader of the Bumaye Fight Club, Alex Kane. Yeah, man. Oh, and newly married, congratulations, if Ooh. he's hearing this. Congratulations, newly married. Oh, newly engaged. Sorry, Mr. Jobber knows better than I do. Okay. But congratulations on that and getting up to number 86 from number 414 from last year. Oh, ain't that a, a jump? jump. Yeah, uh-huh. man. Next year, we hitting top 50. We just know how to pick them. That's what it is. Exactly. Um, but moving on, before we get to that, uh, before we get to the big news, Duke told me something interesting for indie news because I had nothing for indie news this week. Nothing's going on. Um, Duke has something very interesting. Duke, tell us about this. Uh, a feud that's going on yeah so um apparently there's been a feud circling the wrestling world right now between velveteen dream or patrick clark now that he's not the velveteen dream mm-hmm. and ec3 the man who is the head of the control your narrative movement mm. so Apparently, this beef has been ongoing for a while now, and it's just now making it in the public light. Um, There's rumors of Patrick Clark going to EC3's house for a party where a lot of things were taking place, a lot of drinking, a lot of drug use, apparently. And one Patrick Clark is being accused of recording people in EC3's house specifically in his bathroom. Now, Patrick Clark is denying this, and he's saying that he has a mutual friend who can validate this, that he's not naming because he currently is employed. Mm -hmm. And he's also doubling down on the fact that he's saying that EC3 isn't the only one who or he's not the only one who should be in a negative light right now because EC3 was in fact using cocaine and other narcotics at this party. Oh shit. 
He did an Instagram live recently and he said, cocaine is a hell of a drug. If you're throwing these allegations at me, EC3. Wow. Now control that narrative, you piece of. Wow. And, and that's how he ended the video. Wow. EC3 managed to clap back by saying, just keeping it very light, keeping it very simple. Yeah. It's funny that you can say this when, one, I've never failed a drug test. Never. I've never had any other steroid allegations against me or any other drug allegations against me. Mm. Never been arrested for narcotics. Mm. And never had any involvement with minors. Damn. All right. Damn. So there's a little bit of a fuse going back and forth right now between EC3 and Patrick Clark. You got to watch yourself, man. You got to watch yourself when you when you fix your hands, the box of God, man. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know whose whose side is correct on this, whose side is incorrect on this. I don't know whether these stories are valid or not, but it's just an interesting thing that's happening right now, considering one, Patrick Clark has all these allegations against him. And number two, EC3's over here trying to start his own control your narrative company with all these other talents. And I also think Pat just got arrested for like fighting in a gym somewhere. So he's he, he's been getting arrested for quite a few things lately. Getting a, fighting in a gym, possession of narcotics, DUIs. He's he, you name it, and he's getting it right now. So so terrible. It's, it's definitely an interesting time, to say the least, for the, for the dream. Uh, I'm not taking sides. Blessings to everyone in this situation. And a totally unrelated note. Does EC look like the kind of guy that would do coke? Um, totally I unrelated. Think, I don't think so. I mean, me, me personally, just looking at him, I mean, who, who knows? There's people, there's been people in the nineties that we thought weren't doing it in the business. And sure enough, they might possibly could have done <laughs> or, yeah, or yeah, or most allegedly, definitely allegedly, were. allegedly. Um, so is it possible? Hey, you know, it is possible. Anything's possible. possible. From what I hear, it's in and out of your system in less than a week from what I hear. So I, I don't know. He could be. He could not be. <laughs> oh, interesting. Interesting stuff. Um. <laughs> steroids, maybe. Most likely steroids because, you know, the dude got, gets jacked out of nowhere. That I could believe. That I could definitely yeah, the, believe. The other stuff? Eh. Who knows? Who, who knows? You know? But then again, never failed a drug test. So you got that going for you. Mm -hmm. Well, Speaking of NXT talent, how do you feel about the NXT rebrand uh, essentially bringing together two halves of NXT history? So what's this, like the fourth rebrand in like three years? Well, they went from a TV series to, well, they went from game show kind of game show reality show no no I, I mean just like or do you mean nxt as a whole like, like nxt as a whole from like 2016 2017 yeah, to, from like beginning now. from like beginning stage to death metal from death metal to cookie cutter kid friendly and so, now we're 
becoming like a mix of the two. So it's like the it might third be the fourth, rebrand. third or fourth rebrand. In in about four years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I guess NXT's kind of but the first leap wasn't so bad. It was the leap into the McMahon thing that kind of ruined it. Yeah, and I think NXT is gonna be on a decline for a little bit just for the fact Hunter can't do what he used to do with NXT. I mean, the dude's in charge of the big thing now. He's in charge of the whole enchilada, if you will. So yeah. his his side projects aren't going to get to see as much. But I, I'll tell you what. I imagine now that Sean is taking full responsibility, I would imagine that there's more things or ideas you can toss up to the boss that you had about NXT to get a better reference of direction. Mm-hmm. Because I, I, I still believe, um, even though they attach Pritchard's name to it, I still believe that Sean, while he had NXT, didn't really have anything, anybody to like bounce creative off of. Yeah to try and get a good direction of where everything should be going while also managing NXT UK. Mm -hmm. Now I feel like if need be, you throw an idea at Triple H, hey, I'm trying to get a a direction, a a, a vibe, a a theme, a, a central feeling of what NXT is supposed to be now. And I have a couple guys, what do you think? What do you think about this idea and having this be the young upstart guy and blah, blah, blah. I'd imagine there's a couple things you can kick up to your best friend that he would co-sign to give you some sort of better direction. And I also think now the boss would actually be watching NXT. So, well, Yeah, naturally. I mean, it's still going to take a little bit because obviously his hands are going to be even more full with all the other things. So I think it's going to be on a little bit of a downward, not a huge downward steep. It's going mm-hmm. to be on a decline for a little bit mm-hmm. until it, until it picks back up, until it hits that loop and goes back up. So it's going to take a minute, but hopefully they can get it to where it's actually going back to where it once was. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just glad they're getting rid of the whole paint on the canvas thing. Yeah. We don't, we don't need that. I like the set design. You can keep the sets as high. I just don't. I'm not a fan of the, you know. I'm, you could have did that I'm not during a fan of the preschool painting thing. You could have did that during the dream time. Yeah, yeah. Like there was a time for that. There was a time for that. Oh no! I just got that reference. Whoopsies. That is terrible. <laughs> All right. Um, getting into AEW news because I think far less happened in AEW than it did in WWE. At least that's what my notes tell me. Yeah. Let's start with the talent meeting. Yeah. So obviously everybody knows about the, we've talked about it, the scrum that happened after all out between the elite Omega punk steel, Christopher Daniels, quite a few people. Um, And this led to most, if not all of them being suspended for a while. Mm-hmm. stripped of their titles and all the good jazz. And apparently they tried to have a meeting the first time around. Wasn't that well received. 
Now, after the fact, they had another talent meeting. And we've discussed this. They need to have people that can actually lead and be in control, if you will. Yes. Not so much talent, but, you know, higher up people, maybe. Um, and they, they really didn't heed to that advice this time around, but they got some more talent that are veterans that people can actually listen to. So they went with three people to lead the charge for this talent meeting. And I guess we can dub these people the new locker room leaders. Okay. I'd, I'd be more happy calling these people the new locker room leaders. Um, it was essentially led by Jericho. Of course. Moxley. Definitely. And uh, Brian Danielson. Oh, super. Yeah. So very dependable people. Yes. And apparently from what's going on in the talent department, this meeting was far more well received than the previous meeting. Okay. I I guess the previous meeting that was led by the elite. I would guess so. Um, My only gripe is. Why are we doing this still with talent? Like, I get it. You need locker room leaders. Sure. But for a situation of this magnitude, this is where I say, again, you need to have people that are not so much talent and more talent relation ish Mm -hmm. to talk about these things. Yeah. This is where you would need like a Regal, a Finley, um, an Arn Anderson, a Dean Malenko, somebody like that, some a Mark Henry, a big show. People who aren't so much in ring and more backstage. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, granted, you got some talent that have been around for a very long time. I think the one that's been around the least is Moxley. So it's it's good that you got them to do it, but I would have still rather have had backstage management do it as opposed to talent, if that makes sense. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. At this point, you you kind of want all the wrestlers to just be wrestlers. Um, but I think maybe Khan, maybe Tony had felt, and I'm not going to say it as if I agree with it, but I think maybe at this point in time, <clears throat> Tony may have felt that in a past time, because it was more of the elite and Cody – um, and maybe Dustin, to an extent, that were kind of the leaders of the house. That maybe once, since all of them are gone, they kind of need to know who they can depend on, or the people that they naturally depend on. Maybe this is their time to kind of take the reins as new locker room leaders. So maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was a point of two birds, one stone. Like we get out the points we need to get out mm-hmm. while establishing the new people to kind of funnel through going forward. Yeah. To try and set an example, you know? I guess. You know, it's a, it's a theory. I'm not going to say it's the, but I agree with you. Like maybe it should have been somebody that is an ex-wrestler that is well-respected to kind of lay the ground rules here. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Just trying to see how he may have been looking at it. Yeah. But moving on from that, some small things. They're doing Starks and Hobbs too. Mm-hmm. Are you agreeing with this? Do you think we should have dropped it? How do you feel? I don't mind it. I mean, 
at this point, you got to like throw shit at a wall and hope that it sticks. Mm-hmm. And I have no problems if it if it means uh, what's his name, Hobbs and Starks are on TV more. I'm all for it because Starks is Starks is a good talent. Starks has money; he can get a crowd going. Mm-hmm. And Hobbs is starting to get his feet under him a little bit because of the chemistry and history he has with Starks. So mm-hmm. I'm here for it. I mean, let, let's make it a trilogy. Why not? I think we can do it three times. All right. So moving on from that, MJF cuts his promo this week, responding to Moxley. I'm not really sure how to feel about it, only because Moxley has bigger things on his mind right now. Yeah. And MJF is still um, the casino ladder match winner. Yeah. So we never actually know when that trigger is being pulled. All we know right now is that MJF is the hottest heel they have. Yes. So I'm not paying much attention to that, but he ends the promo by introducing his faction for hire uh, led by Stokely, the firm. Mm -hmm. I dig the name. I don't know that it's a nod to uh, Nas's group, but (laughs) I like to think it is because it sounds cooler that way. Yeah. Um, Did you get to see the firm's promo? How do you feel about the firm in general? Because it essentially seems like they are a faction that comes together to get a purpose done, and then they kind of go their separate ways, but they're all still managed by Stokely. I'm not I'm not too sure on the firm just yet, that whole idea of it. However, I will say I am a fan of Stokely Hathaway as a manager. Yeah. So I will give it a shot for now. But as of currently, as we're recording, I'm not sold on them just yet. They haven't really done much. I mean, obviously, they haven't. They're new. Yeah. But I'm. I'm going to give it a shot. I'm still I'm still like dipping my feet in on the firm and seeing and seeing how I feel about them before I pass my final judgment. Mm-hmm. I feel that I'm not exactly sure how to feel, but I just hope that it benefits the ass boys. That's, <laughs> that's probably my biggest concern. Like I've seen Lee Moriarty. Yeah. Lee Moriarty can go places without anybody with the right push. Mm-hmm. Um, but Lee's also got to find himself. Ethan Page, I think he actually probably benefits the most out of this because he gives some sort of single spotlight. Yeah. Um, and him having Stokely instead of the whole American top team, I think benefits him a lot more. Yeah, that that's a better move for him. I hope it works out for W. Morrissey, even though I felt like they just kind of snatched him up because they felt like a- Triple H was going to do it. Yeah, <laughs> they needed a big guy, so why not? And they needed, yeah, and they needed some muscle. So I'm not sure where exactly W. Morrissey lands in all of this, but we'll we'll wait and see. Um, but on on the topic of factions, even though Alistair Black is left, and I keep calling him Alistair Black because I know him as Alistair Black, and I can't remember what his actual AW name is. Malachi Black. Malachi Black. There you go. I thought you were gonna go for his uh, for his uh, other name. His uh, Tommy name. End. Yeah, I hate that name. It just doesn't. It's just. It's not a bad name, but it just doesn't fit him. You know, he seems so mm-hmm. much. He seems so much. Uh, it seems like he needs such a darker name. 
the Tommy end. Um, but Malachi took his his leave of absence for uh, mental health reasons. But the faction mm-hmm. is still alive, apparently. And they've challenged Sting and Darby to a match next week, I believe, at Grand Slam uh, against them uh, being Brody, Brody King, and Murphy, if I'm not mistaken. Buddy Matthews. Again, I just, you know, the name changes their life. It's how you know them. Yeah, Yeah, it's just how I know them. And I've never really liked the name Buddy in association to anything wrestler Mm -hmm. related. So Buddy Matthews and Brody King versus Sting and Darby Allen next week. Are you excited? Do you not really care? Is it something to do? Um, I think it's just something to do. You know, Sting and Darby are kind of just like in a, what's the word? Um, it, it, it almost, in a way, it kind of feels like they're stuck in limbo right now. Right? They're in a they're, weird limbo. I feel like that's a bigger, that's really the bigger topic here. It's, when it's, is it's Darby going to get like a push that <laughs> that's appreciated and well-deserved? Well, I, I don't think it's just Darby. I think there's just so much stuff going on with AEW right now that a lot of their talent are like almost in purgatory mm-hmm. in a way. Like mm-hmm. I would say you have Darby and Sting there. I would say House of Black right now is definitely going to wind up being there. The Acclaimed is in limbo. Um, Until next week. Yeah, until next week, but um, Miro kind of feels like he's in limbo. Very much so. So, I mean... It's, this it's, was going to be his thing. Yeah, let's not yeah, forget Miro was going to be um, going at it with the whole House of Black until... Until all this happened, yeah. So he's definitely back in limbo now. Yeah, there's there's just a lot of talent that just feels like they're in the ether, if you will, for, for the moment. Yeah, man, and they're sticking... They're sticking Wardlow with Joe. So I guess they're just kind of pairing Wardlow with anybody instead of giving him <laughs> a proper push like they probably yeah. should. He's he's literally just holding the title right now, and then they're trying because, to figure out what to too, do with him. He's too big to beat because he's still like pre-stage Batista. And you can't not have him on TV. And you can't not have him on TV because that would actually ruin his momentum. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you have no writing for him. So he's just kind of there because he's too big to take the title off of. And you just don't have anything else. You, you can't toss a credible guy at him because everyone's tied up in everything or has nothing to do or can't make TV or doesn't want to be there. Or... You know what it is? Remember that point in time when Braun didn't have a title? And you couldn't have Braun lose, but nobody could lose their titles at that time. So yeah. you kind of just had Braun doing anything random. Yes. That's, that's what Warlow's doing right now. That's exactly where he is. He's just kind of doing anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but moving on from that, to talk about more people that are kind of in limbo, um, damn near everybody in Ring of Honor is in limbo. 
until they find this TV deal and can really do something with them. So while they're pairing Wardlow with Joe right after Joe's comeback, because it's some spotlight for Wardlow, mm-hmm. they had Claudio come out after um, some news that we're going to get to later, talking about his ROH championship. And Jericho came out and challenged him for the Ring of Honor World Championship next week. Mm -hmm. So now Jericho essentially has something to do. And for anyone who hasn't watched Dynamite, I apologize, but you probably assume what happened by now. So it's going to be Jericho and Claudio next week, a grand slam for the championship. Now, I don't think Claudio is losing. No. But at the same time, I think this is a great opportunity for him. For who? Uh, Claudio? For Claudio. Yeah. I mean, you figure when's the last time him and Jericho got at it with one another? Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's been years. So getting Claudio on TV, giving him a title match, especially against Jericho, it benefits them both. Yeah. I just wish. But like you said, we're in limbo. A lot of people are in limbo right now. But I just wish some of these matches to get a good build. I feel like once we establish an ROH TV deal and we split up the roster accordingly, mm-hmm. we can finally start to see some of these people from dark and some of these people in limbo finally find a spot on TV where they're not just enhancement talent or there for a segment nobody really cares about so that we can say they're on TV. Yeah, I mean, because then if you do that, you can do what WWE does in a sense. Like when they have the draft for Raw and SmackDown, mm, you can, can do draft. that. Yeah, you can have a draft. And that's how you can get somebody like Danielson over to Ring of Honor, get somebody like uh, Claudio back in the AEW. Mm-hmm. And then you can, you can get your dark people and bring them over to Ring of Honor. And you can have Ring of Honor sign talent build them mm-hmm. up the same way dark does and then mm-hmm. if you need them on aw boom you just draft them right mm-hmm. on over that makes so much sense yeah i feel like they really need to establish this tv deal well maybe that's maybe they're at i don't want to say an nxt stage but they're in a kind of a developmental pickle because yeah. until this tv deal comes they can't properly place all their talent so a lot of people are just struggling. Yeah, that that's kind of a down a downside for them right now. But again, it could be because they got a lot of stuff going on, all this AEW drama backstage and trying mm-hmm. to get the video game and everything else. They they probably just have too much on their plate at one time. Mm-hmm. And once things start to get accomplished, they'll start to really figure things out. But I said Jericho challenged Claudio for the ROH World Championship. That is because Jericho has lost to Brian Danielson, mm-hmm. meaning that the Blackpool Combat Club essentially, I would hope, rule next week's main event as they crown the new AEW World Champion. I wanna, I wanna get your thoughts. And then maybe we can see what social media has said and kind of figure out 
what is really going to happen next week. Because at the start of this, I had said that after the promo that Moxley cut the week before or two weeks before, Moxley's a shoe-in to be world champion. Mm-hmm. It's three-peat, definitely. So what are your thoughts? And then I'll tell you what the media is thinking. So I'm, I'm torn here because, number one, Moxley is one of the guys that has been your staple for the AEW World Championship for a while now. A while. Arguably your most consistent AEW champion that you've had. Um, anytime you need him, he's there. He's been like a workhorse, if you will. Yes. And then his opponent, Brian Danielson, it's somebody fresh, somebody new who hasn't been in the AEW world title picture before. So you got that going for you on that side. The downside is it's two people in the same faction. Yeah. It's essentially face versus face. And that's the hardest match to sell sometimes. You almost need a you almost always need a heel in every aspect. You need a heel and a face to make the match work. You got two faces right now and it's not working. Well, I don't want to say it's not working. It's just extremely difficult to work it because they're both faces and they're both in the same faction. It's it, it's like if Montez Ford was to go fight Angelo Dawkins for the Intercontinental title. Mm-hmm. It doesn't it's going to be a difficult match to sell. Mm-hmm. So I'm torn because, I mean, it's your most dependable guy and somebody fresh, but it's also the same faction. So it makes it kind of difficult to, I don't want to say get invested, but it makes it difficult for me to believe the story. Mm. This is like, there's got to be something else going on. Mm-hmm. I hear you. I'll tell you this. The internet believes essentially that this is kind of Montez Ford versus Angelo Dawkins in the way that people are just kind of assuming, ironically, that Danielson is going to win this. I, I, I can see I've that. I've seen a lot of things online that were basically already assuming Danielson is going to win this title. Yeah, I mean, and, and why wouldn't you come to that assumption? Well... If you're me, I'm looking at the situation and still going, like, y'all didn't hear that promo last week? Y'all didn't didn't hear him, like, essentially state that he is the embodiment of AEW? Mm -hmm. Therefore, he's winning it a third time? Yeah. If if you're me, I, I see that, and I'm still going... He's still the champ. That's he's the one. He's the guy. He's Austin. But he is Austin about to go in there with Bret Hart. Yeah. Essentially. So we know how that worked out the first time. And it could work out like that again. I'm not saying it's not. I'd be happy to see Danielson win the title, but I don't know, man. After that, I'm still sold on that first promo, Moxley cut. I still think it's Moxley. Yeah. But I, I granted AEW is not super great at storytelling, 
as of late, yet. no, they're not. I mean, they've got they had a few really good ones in like their they, three year span, but they've had stretches where the storytelling was good, and then it was not so good. Then it was good. Then it was just like hot garbage. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, they, good on and off ones. They still got to find their their footing and still get a consistent mm. flow of decent storytelling. So in that case, only because they're not really graded storytelling, I could see them swaying with who has the momentum at the time, because that seems like a big Tony Khan thing too is whoever has more of the momentum should be a title holder. Because I feel like that's exactly what happened with Daniel Garcia. I was going to say, I I have a small idea here, mm-hmm. but it comes at a steep cost. Give it to me. So when we do Moxley versus Danielson for the AEW world title, right? I would say you have Danielson win. You have him win clean. Okay. Given Moxley just gave that heartfelt promo, he's the embodiment of AW, all this other stuff. Now, does he tap or does he get hit with a running knee and is laid out for the three? I would go running knee and then lay him out for the three. Mm. So I do that. Um... And then, you know, they try to do the moment where they shake hands, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Combat club comes out, try to, like, do the embrace. Like, all right, we're still unified, all this good stuff. Mm-hmm. Put them both in the middle, let them both raise their hands. And then Moxley hits him with the paradigm shift right there in the ring. Mm. And then just rolls right out. So you have now... He won't be in the combat club, but you have a heel that can go at it with Danielson for a little bit. And then MJF just lurks in the background and plays the smart ass for a while until you're ready to cash in that casino, Mm. that casino chip, because I think it'd be more interesting Mm. if he, if he wound up cashing in on Daniel instead of Moxley. Man, do you think people would boo Wild Thing? I think so, because Combat Club has been such a unified front, even though they're still relatively new. Yeah. They've been so unified already that I think it'd be like, oh, crap. I I tell you what, I think it would do wonders for Eddie Kingston. Yeah. (laughs) Because now it can just be Eddie, um, Eddie Moxley and Ortiz. Yeah, see? There's just a wild three back there that don't hate any... That that just hate everyone. You know what I'm saying? They just... Eddie don't like nobody anyway. So it can just be the three of them just despising everybody in the locker room, but they're all very badass, so they'll fight anybody about it. And hasn't Ortiz been backing up Ruby Soho lately? He has. He has. It's a faction waiting to happen. Throw Ruby Soho in that mix, too. Mm. Let them become the belt collectors. I dig it. I dig it. Just a just thought. Just, yeah. just, a, just, just a teaser. Just the edgy, you know, the edgy street toughs. Mm-hmm. I could get behind that. 
Thanks and for an Ruby interesting Soho, story. another one lost in limbo, man. Yep. Nothing to do. I could see it. I could see it. That might actually be great writing for them. I wouldn't be surprised. It, it gives you something to do for four people. Yeah, man. All right. I think that about does it for AW. Um, there's been enough talk. <laughs> so let's move into WWE. I want to start with what we left off with from last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dom's dark promo on Monday Night Raw. Uh, did you get to see it? And talking into the darkness and yeah, and then the the puppet master pulling the strings. Yes, yes. What did you think of Dom's separation promo, led by Rhea Ripley? Are you gonna butcher me? <laughs> no, just say what you want to say, man. Are the listeners gonna butcher this me? Is a, this is a free thinking platform. I, I'm glad he's with people that know what they're doing. Mm. I'm glad he's mm. with. Uh, I'm glad he's with Valor, and I'm glad he's with Priest. I'm glad that his first feud is his dad and Edge. Mm-hmm. I'm still trying to like I I'm I'm buying it to a degree, but I'm still trying to hope he gets better at it. Yeah, yeah. He's still he's still gotta find his legs. He's still yes. gotta find his legs. It, even with the promo, it was still like okay, you still got some work to do here, but I mean But I'm riding with you. You're with a lot of people who know what they're doing, so there's investment in you. I'm just hoping the investment pays off. Like the move did need to happen, but on first glance, it's still kind of murky waters. But you know, it's the first couple weeks. Everything's murky in the first couple weeks. Yeah, yeah. Why he's still finding himself. Mm-hmm. But I can dig it. I can stick it out with him. It's the best stuff he's had in months. Oh yeah, that that definitely. I mean, I I think for me it's. I, I'm catching myself expecting him to be. I'm expecting him to be a filet mignon right now with this faction. But there's no problem with him being. With him being just a cheeseburger, like a, like a nice cheeseburger. Gotcha. I'm, I'm using food here, maybe because I'm hungry, but maybe I'm wrong for expecting him to be, you know, a New York strip or a ribeye right out the gate when. Mm-hmm. All he needs to be right now is just, you know, decent cheeseburger. Like, you know, go somewhere, go to Five Guys or Whataburger and get a cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. Ain't everybody likes cheeseburgers, right? Yeah, I agree oh. with you. I agree with you. He's he's in a learning curve, but he's got the right people surrounding him that have been doing this for years. And he's got a good story. So he's just got to He'll find his legs. He'll get there. Yeah, so I mean, he's he's got that going for him, like you just said. He's in a good he's in a good place with the right people. He's got a good story to tell, so maybe it'll pick up. Mm-hmm. All right, so moving on from that faction to another, damage control. EO Sky and Dakota Kai mm-hmm. are the new tag team women's champions. We don't have to stay long on it, but it is news. Hmm. Uh, I could have told you I saw this coming. Yeah, I'm pretty sure everybody and their grandmama seen this coming. 
Is it the right move? Yes, it's the right move. Are they a legit tag team that you kind of just made out of scratch? Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Do they work? Yes. So, I mean, you you have no complaints from me. It's two people that have great chemistry with one another, mm-hmm. led, led by one of probably the best people to ever hold the, the WWE women's tag team titles. Mm-hmm essentially somebody who the tag titles were made for at one point in time at one point in time so yeah why not give them the belts i think that was the best move for them because alia and raquel rodriguez weren't really selling anything for the division so they were just kind of selling how dominant um raquel was raquel was yeah yeah, it, it was essentially Raquel and her tag team partner. Nothing against Aaliyah, Basically. but it, it, I think it was more just of a showcase for Raquel. Because Aaliyah is a good talent, but I think it was just more of a showcase for Raquel. Mm-hmm. Doubling back to Dom real quick. So Dom had his match with Edge, mm-hmm. where essentially they wrote him off TV. Yeah. Because I believe Edge wins the match, but... Dom and the entire Judgment Day jump him after the match. Well, Ray cost them the match. Yeah, no, it was a D, it was DQ. It was DQ. Ray got involved. Then Judgment Day got involved. Mm-hmm. And it ended with them riding Edge off TV essentially by breaking his leg. Yeah. Um, repeated chair shots, coup de grace from the top on the Edge's knee. Edge is out. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about Edge being written off? Where do you think this comes back to? When do you think this comes back to? Um, I mean, it's, if this is writing Edge off TV, then they're going to need to figure something out for Ray because he's not going to be able to take the whole Judgment Day on his own. Yeah, and at this point, I doubt he would. He's already kind of trying to take a I'm not in it sort of approach. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think. I'm I'm trying to think of people that you can have come in to kind of like help Ray. So for me, it would have been you keep Edge there. And then you got Edge and Ray. Beth would have been the perfect one to bring in because Beth can counteract the power from Rhea. Mm. And then... I hate to say bring. I, I hate to say a celebrity's name, but they were talking about bringing him in, and he kind of fits in a way. In a way, I would have brought in Bad Bunny mm. because Bad, Bad Bunny, Bunny, original friend of Damian Priest, mm-hmm. fellow Puerto Rican with uh, Ray Mysterio. No, Ray's Mexican. no Ray's Mexican, but yeah. Spanish, Latino. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, so I think Ray's going to have his hands full. If, if it's just Ray taking on the whole of Judgment Day by himself, he's going to need some help. Unless they make it a, like a family affair and they bring in like Angie and Aaliyah. Or um, his his godfather. Uh, uh, 
Oh my gosh, I forget what he was. He fought Brock. You remember the you the big ass UFC fighter that brought in for like oh two oh um Kane Velasquez. Kane Velasquez. Yeah, Kane Velasquez. That's um, a power three. Kane Velasquez, Bad Bunny, Register. Yeah, you can't bring in Kane Velasquez. Can't though. bring him in. Can't bring in Kane Velasquez. No, he's locked up. Oh shit, I forgot. Yeah, you, you <laughs> forgot about that, right? <laughs> I forgot Kane Velasquez. I mean, yeah, he justice for Kane. I mean, Uh, I remember why he got locked up now, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So, um, yeah, so you're going to have to figure something out for Ray because he's it's going to be like, I I get it. Ray's the underdog. He's used to fighting big people, mm -hmm. Uh, but he's going to need some help. And if you write an edge off TV. It's going to, you're going to need to give him some help and it's going to be hard to find people that fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They got something on their hands with that, but hopefully they have something good because they already got a, a line to go with Dom. So mm-hmm. I would hope essentially they, they kind of figured this out already for us. But unless moving, you got, I was going to say, there. Oh, go ahead. unless you have the family come in and then this take out judgment day, like Ray, take out priest. You got Aaliyah take out a uh, Rhea. I can't see that happening, like, but no, just like on a on like a sneak tip, like sneak attacking her. Got you. Like like dirty dog style, and then you're just left with Ray, Dom, and Finn. Yeah, I but there, possibly they just got to figure it out. Um, but moving on from there, um, Strowman is back yep i feel like we talked about that already it kind of came back and destroyed the entire tag division yeah um not a whole lot of difference this week he came out destroyed the maximum male models Mm -hmm. before being confronted and then having essentially a handicap match or a handicap match with alpha academy how do you feel about Strowman's first feud, essentially being the Alpha Academy? Eh, Is this know, just I mean, something to do? I I would say so because you kind of can't thrust him right into that world title picture right now. Um, we got to be uh, very delicate with Roman storylines. Yeah, so I mean. It's just you got to figure out something for Braun. Obviously, you know he's going to go back there eventually. Yeah. Because that's probably what's best for business later down the line. But for now, it's like you just give him something to do because you got somebody in there right now that we're going to talk about later. Yes. You got Drew inching around that title picture. You got about to talk about. You got Karrion Cross inching around that title picture right now. So it's it's a delicate place to put Braun in. So you kind of just got to give him something to let him be the monster that he is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Last thing before we talk about titles and potential title holders. Mm-hmm. Cross versus McIntyre. Yeah. And what could be the result of that? That was an Easter egg this week. Yeah. So, so part um, one, thoughts okay. of Cross and McIntyre. I like it. It's an it's an interesting feud because didn't they feud in NXT? 
I think they did. I think they did. I can't remember all of McIntyre's feuds down there. No. Was McIntyre there when Cross got there? All right. So whether they feuded down there or they didn't feud. um, I like it, though. It makes sense because it's two guys that are the same but different. Yeah. Like, you need they need spotlight on them both. It's the guy who's silent and the guy who's boisterous. The, not boisterous, the guy who's vocal, who's mm-hmm. loud. Like, I'm going to come for you. I'm going to kick your head off, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then it's just the silent assassin with his mouthpiece that he's just coming to eradicate everyone. Mm-hmm. It's an irresistible force and an immovable object kind of thing. Perfect. So I'm, I'm here for it. I, I would like to see this go for a little bit. I personally don't care who comes out on top. I would like it to be crossed. But, I would like it to be crossed. But, I mean, hey, I'm here for the ride. I know those two together are going to make some magic, so I'm here for it. Yeah, I would, I, I'm, I'm excited to see it. Um, hopefully Cross comes out on top. But, I mean, to me, it's just it's something for those guys to do while they figure out what the next step is. Yeah. Um, after that, potential champions. It seems like they're either giving Austin Johnny Gargano, which I don't believe they're going to do anymore, mm-hmm. or Kevin Owens, who I much more believe it's going to be Kevin Owens at this point. So I've, I see the segment between the two of them this week, and it seems like this is going to be the deciding feud between, um, not the deciding feud between the two, but the deciding feud that'll make Austin Theory credible. Mm-hmm. Like this is Triple H getting Mick Foley. Yeah. This is John Cena getting The Undertaker. This is the prove yourself view. This is where we see what you're made of, where we add some edge to you, where we see what you're worth. Mm-hmm. Kevin comes out there and gives him some like a sort of a motivational speech. To just light a fire under his ass and tell him what he needs to do and who he needs to be to become essentially the person that Vince has picked him to be. Yeah. And it seems like Kevin is going to be the guy to bring that out of him. So how do you feel about Austin getting Kevin? Should it have been Kevin? Do we feel like they're kind of wasting the Gargano feud. Is there a weird way they're going to tie this in together? I think they're still trying to... Me personally, I think Hunter's still trying to figure Theory out. Mm. Because Theory came in and he was kind of like... Had a rocket put to his back by Vince. Yes. He was like, I like how this guy looks. He's got a great physique. Let's push him. And Hunter's more of the... Yeah, he's got a good look to him, but... Let's see what he can do on a mic. Mm-hmm. Let's see what he can do in a ring. Mm-hmm. 
we know Theory can go in a ring. Theory's a pretty good talent in the ring. Where is he at mic-wise? Where is he at storytelling-wise? Can he go in there with somebody that can really do it? Yeah, and I think that's where that's why they're using Kevin right now because Kevin's arguably one of the best talkers they have. Definitely. Especially as of late, they're letting Kevin be Kevin. And then they're, I guess Johnny's in this little debacle right now because Johnny can wrestle. And we know Johnny can wrestle. But Johnny's too new. Yeah, he's too new, but Johnny's still Johnny. Yeah. He's, he's always going to be Johnny wrestling. Yeah. So I think the Kevin thing is to see if he can actually hang in there on a mic, tell a story, and be that guy. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why they have Kevin in there with him right now. And do, do and you think after that they give him Johnny? More than likely. Because I think Kevin's going to be Theory's make or break. I think if Kevin wins, or no, I think if Theory passes this test with Kevin, whether he wins or loses the feud with Kevin, mm-hmm. if he, as long as he passes the test, I think he gets Johnny. And that'll be the deciding factor on if he goes over on Johnny or not. Got you. That makes sense. All right. So off of Kevin and Austin or Johnny and Austin or that weird little triangle mm-hmm. on to the, to the big championship news. First thing, because all the other stuff kind of rolls in together. Live versus Ronda three in Philly extreme rules mm. have you seen the promo yeah i saw bits and pieces of it how do you feel about Liv's promo on ronda where do you feel like this ends i i can tell what the idea is already but i want to get your thoughts on what they're trying to do here i think Liv made some valid points though like she's she's the only person to beat her twice. And mm. yes, I mean it's true though. She's <sighs> it is true. She's the only person on the planet to beat her twice. Conditionally, but all right. Uh, yeah. I mean it, it happens. So a win is a win, is that he would say. Yeah. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. Um do I think that the third one happens? Mm, no no you think ronda wins this one yeah because what comes up next the next pay-per-view um is the next one survivor series yeah the next one would be survivor series Mm. so is bianca losing at crown war games you never know (laughs) it'll it'll probably be survivor series no, I'm thinking Survivor Series. So if if we go off of that, do we see beyond what would you what do you think would be the more entertaining fight or the more money grabbing fight? Bianca versus Liv or Bianca mm. versus Ronda? Definitely Bianca versus Ronda. So I'm I'm thinking Ronda pulls this one out. Or maybe it is Liv versus Bianca. And maybe Shannon gets the fire under her ass and they both go out there and it doesn't matter who wins because they go out there and kill both of them. 
It's actually the ending I would like. Ronda and <laughs> Ronda and Shayna just killing them screw both. Bianca, screw Liv. It's Ronda and Shayna Baszler. We the queens of this shit. Eh, I mean, <laughs> it it could happen, but you know, it won't. It won't. It won't. But a guy can drink. Yeah, but um, I think I, I'm thinking it's Ronda and Shayna. I uh, before you Ronda. said that, I was thinking the total opposite. I was thinking you, you, maybe because it's extreme rules. This will be their way to have a definitive win over Ronda that makes her credible only because she was able to use every weapon in the book to keep her down. I mean, don't get me wrong. I would like that. I would like that to be the case. That's my preferred scenario. But me That's thinking, what you would expect. Yeah, but me thinking, you know, money-wise and value, uh, not value-wise, money-wise, I would think the more money grabbing fight would be Bianca versus Ronda at Survivor Series. So who wins this? Who wins this argument? Nick Khan or Triple H? Um. Well, see, I don't know because I think Triple H is what Ronda. Triple and H Nick- is probably live. Really, I thought Vince. Well, Nick thought- is the money man. Nick knows the money is probably more in Ronda versus Bianca. Probably Nick. Probably Nick. I feel like Nick wins this one. I feel like you're right. It's probably Nick. I would have thought it had been the other way around just because I thought Nick would have been Liv because Nick was Vince's right hand when Vince picked Liv to be the champion. Mm, I feel you. And Ronda and Triple H probably were on the same side because of their history from Ronda first coming in. Well, maybe, but I also feel like <laughs> maybe it's flip flop sense. It's, well, the good thing is they're going to get time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, yes, th- this is because if this was, is not going to be was, four minutes. This wouldn't even be a conversation if events was still here. No, she'd have lost it last week live on TV in three minutes and it'd have been squash. Absolutely. <laughs> and we've been coming on here pissed like they did it again. Goddamn. Yep. Uh, so, all right, different opinions, but I, what? <laughs> Liv is the new Sasha. Liv is the new Sasha? You think Liv is the new Sasha? If Liv is oh. the new Sasha, then Liv is going over. If, if that's Liv the case, Because yeah. Sasha, could, Sasha could beat anybody on any given day, but she couldn't hold titles to save her life. So, But yeah. that would in turn mean that she's definitely going to lose. Oh, she's definitely yeah. going to lose. Mm. Okay, Liv is Sasha then. Liv is Sasha? All right, this is no hope then. There's, no, there's essentially no hope that <laughs> we've decided. You look, you look good to have a title on, but not to keep. But not to keep. She's Sasha. Oh my God. <laughs> she is Sasha. Thank you. She looks good to have the title on, but there's no way she can keep it. There was no one else left. In oh the my God. Division. That is the Sasha. That is the Sasha Banks theory, essentially. That's the Sasha Banks equation. Sometimes I mean, she I know looks what great I'm to about. put the title on. I mean, but she can her never her. really hold it. To be fair, live. Never mind. I'm not gonna. Never mind. I mean, she's made it past more title defenses, but that's because we were in a flux. You know, once that's decided, it's it's kind of a wrap. I I agree, but this is the funny. This is the funniest part about it. I actually agree with that method. Really, live is popular enough. Because what did we say last week? What what was my whole rant about last week? She's Mm -hmm. she's popular enough to put the title on, but unless you have amazing writing. To make her credible enough, you can't keep that title on her because 
everyone else is better than her at wrestling. Yep. So essentially, she's Sasha Banks. She looks great to put the title on, but she can't keep it. She's great for PR. She's great for photo shoots. She's, she's great, great, for, great for she's great for sales. Yeah, I mean, I'd buy a Liv Morgan shirt. But, I bought quite a few Liv Morgan shirts. But to keep the title, uh, I had to go with Ronda. I, I say that as I got a Liv Morgan figure hanging right here. <laughs> so she clearly is getting everybody with the merch. Mm-hmm. She might be the new Sasha. She might be. The, and, but that's it's wor- it actually works for her because it's a better situation. Because let's be real. Nobody wants to see you go out there and wrestle 20 minutes with Ronda and her kick your ass again. Yep. All right. So with that being said, what a revelation else. What a revelation. Oh my, that's the tagline of this too. What a revelation is, is, is what a revelation. Um, is that I'm going to ask that as question of the week guys is, is Liv Morgan the new Sasha? I mean, we've already declared it, but let's hear your opinions. That'll be question of the week. All right. Everything else has to do with the bloodline. Because the tribal chief finishes the show now. You acknowledge him. Acknowledge him. No. Um, first things first. Small news. The Brawling Brutes are fighting the Usos for the world tag titles. Or the unified tag titles. It's news because it's a title match. But I think we've all decided who's winning this already. Yes. Essentially, this is a no-brainer. Yep, the Brawling Brutes got this. <laughs> uh, I, I joke, I joke. It's, it's I coming kid, home. I kid. Seamus camp all day. No, um, it's going to be a great match. Yes. But uh, this, this definitely got to be the Usos. Yeah, I mean, and, and this is... It, it's going to be the Usos, without question, more more than likely. I got a question for you. Yeah. And I mean this honestly. Definitely. Is it bad that I no longer care for the Usos? (laughs) What? I I don't know why. I, I think it's because they're like the least interesting thing in the bloodline for me now. What? But we're about to get, see? Great setup, Duke. And I will tell you why you feel like the Usos are okay. not as interesting. You know why? So, so maybe it's not all the Usos. You know why you don't but, care about the Usos as much? But I just clarify you, for I will me. tell you why. Let's go. Come on. I'm ready. My man, the street champion, said, Jay has been off his game. Which is our next topic. Mm-hmm. Sami Zayn goes out there, takes the reins of the bloodline to try and shut Logan Paul down. Says, I got this. And somewhere in this mix, Ricochet feels like he belongs in the conversation. So it ends up being Sami Zayn versus Ricochet. And somewhere in the middle of this match, Jay gets hit, causes the perfect distraction for Sami. Sammy goes for the roll-up to get the pin. And who distracts the ref other than Jay Uso, 
who doesn't recognize a time and place and is getting in the way. Mm-hmm. And Jay's had this, this underlying issue with Sammy for so long, even though Sammy has been so dedicated to the bloodline. Sammy has been doing his part, contributing, taking shots. And, and where's Jay? Angry, off to the side, off his game. So what's going on, man? What's going on? Solo's on Sammy's side. Roman's on Sammy's side. Jimmy's, Jimmy's on, on Sammy's side. The problem is Jay, man. I, it's getting weird out here. What's going on? Do, do Am I sensing some jealousy? Did you see him at the press conference? You went from main event Jay Uso to... Which one are you? Ooh. You went from main event Jay Uso to main bitch Jay Uso. Oh. Get me in a ring. I'll give get me in a ring right now. Give me a microphone. His music's definitely hitting after that one. He's coming out to say something. Um, man, but what's going on, man? He's jealous of Sammy. Sammy's getting singles matches. Solo's getting called up. He's clearly second in command already. So, we, and not two, only that, not two, only that, Solo Sokoa is is definitely second in command. Not only that, and third is not Jay. Third so, is Sammy. Solo Solo's been up on the main roster for how long? You said like two weeks. Two weeks, maybe. How long did it take Solo Sokoa to win a singles title on the main oh, roster? Oh shit! How long Jay Uso been there? Oh. Shit. I think and, it's jealousy. You think it's jealousy? And he, if you should be jealous of somebody else, didn't your brother get an intercontinental title shot way before you ever got a singles title shot? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm not mistaken, I'm sure he fought Luke Harper at one time for an intercontinental title. I'm just saying. Um, when nobody's around, when there's nobody to depend on, it's always Sammy. Exactly, What are you good for anymore, Jay? Standing there, being ungrateful and angry, I sense a problem. You can't get mad because everybody else is doing their jobs and getting this work done, and you just holding some titles. You you, you just act, a bloodline can only be as strong as its weakest link. Is Jay the weakest link? Is Jay Look. back down to where he started? <laughs> it oh might no, be. just might be. Oh no. Not Jay returning a regular old Uso. Mm-hmm. Dag, man. Get that man some face paint. See, this is the funny thing. If, if they were that, like, if Sammy was operating on, like, full cylinders, mm-hmm. like a prime Sammy Zane, I actually think this is a better feud because, in reality, I put prime Sammy over a Jay Uso. Oh, yeah, all day. So if this comes down to Jay being so jealous of Sammy that he's off his game and Roman just decides one day y'all need to handle this, so y'all going to have a match. Nobody's going to be there. Whoever wins, wins, and we squash this. What is going to happen if Sammy Zayn beats this guy? I, I know, think so- Jay might lose his mind. Solo going to come out and give Sammy a big old hug. And they embrace Sammy. Oh, my. It's going to be it's gonna be Dominic all over again. Paul's just going to be standing there on the ramp like (laughs) looking 
Roman's <laughs> just going to be standing there all still with a light, nice little smirk on his face. Mm-mm. Would you and look you, at that? And then you got to see your little brother and your twin brother Damn. giving the dude that just beat you a hug. Damn. Damn. And then they're going to look at you like, come on, embrace him. <laughs> take, the, take the loss like a man. Come on. Imagine Sammy, Sammy standing there with the arms wide open. He he gonna give him the edge, the edge shoulder, the edge shoulder tap. <laughs> oh man. Look at us over oh, here, storytelling. No. Oh no. All right. Last thing on the list. Let's wrap this thing up, man. Logan Paul has officially challenged Roman Reigns at Crown Jewel. Oh God. For the undisputed WWE Universal Heavyweight Championship. WWE really, 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 really loves that Saudi prince. I tell you, it's 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 the Nick Khan thing, man. It's money. They they love that Saudi Arabia money, money more than man. anything, man. Drive those stockholders up. I will tell you this Keep though: happy, got to do what you got to do, man. This this shows me two things. Yeah, one. Triple H really, really, really respects Logan Paul. Absolutely. Respects his in-ring ability, respects his commitment to this. Respects the fans he's bringing to the table. Yeah, so I mean, that that's a good thing. Probably more than anything else. Because Logan does bring some eyes to it. So, I mean, that's the plus I'll give it. Number two... It shows that Triple H is, in fact, human. <laughs> uh, rant of the day, people. Here we go. I mean, it's not so much a rant because it could be. I could go on a rant here, but I'll, I won't just for, you know, the sake of time and, you know, my energy. But it shows <laughs> Triple H is human because who in their right mind is excited to see Logan Paul fight for the WWE Undisputed Universal Championships. Mm. I'm not. Are you? Well, I can tell you this. Logan's Paul's fans are. The Saudi Arabian prince is. Therefore, Saudi Arabia is. Um, This lines pockets for internet kids who don't care about bigger things going on in the world. Hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. Who cares less about things going on in the world than kids who aren't old enough to see what's going on in the world? I was going to say, because I don't see... So you got Logan Paul's fans who are probably much too young to care. Mm -hmm. And you have all the people who watch the Saudi Arabian shows because they don't care. I don't know. There's going to be far more fans there watching because of logan paul so in a sense hunter is hear me out hunter is kind of doing us a favor because Uh you just said it we don't care i don't care i know he's not gonna win i'm not gonna watch it but all of logan paul's fans are gonna watch it and those are a lot of fans so those are a lot of eyes that would not care otherwise that are going to be watching this product 
out of mm-hmm. all the people over all the years that generally don't watch because we don't care. And we don't have to miss anything because we don't care. Yeah. So we're not missing anything. There's not a chance that a title might change hands because he's fighting somebody that we know he's going to beat. Mm-hmm. We don't care. So we can be cool. We don't have to worry about, oh, sucks I'm missing that one. Yeah. Because this is one that I definitely would be okay missing because I know the result of it. And I know no matter how good the match is, I'm probably not going to care. So they get more fans, which in turn brings more money. And we get to sit one out for a pay-per-view that we don't care about. Triple H actually, in a sense, has done us a favor. Think about it. Think about it mm-hmm. that way. That's the best way to think it's about the it. Only pay-per-view they usually it's the only pay per view of the year. Nobody, nobody gives a shit about. Yeah. So, so I why mean, why not give us a main event that is bringing more fans, but still is a throwaway match? Otherwise, they'd have to get some huge legend nobody cares about that might almost die in the ring. And how many times is Goldberg going to do that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you just said that. Before something goes horribly wrong. <laughs> Why you got to say Goldberg? Because something already almost went horribly wrong one of those times. You remember Goldberg and Taker? Look, you you said what I was thinking. That's why I said, why you got to say Goldberg? We can only keep breaking Goldberg out so many times. You know? We're not breaking Goldberg out any more times. Just leave it there. Goldberg, you did just stuff. Congratulations, sir. You, you know what I'm saying, man? Right off into the sunset, please. We're going to have to find somebody. We're going to have to start digging Jimmy. Jimmy uh, 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 who am I thinking of? Um, not Jimmy Snooker. Who am I thinking of? Um, Kurt Angle got one more match in him. Let's go, Kurt. It's going to be Kurt or it's going to be... Oh, my God. I can't remember him. Uh, 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 classics with Macho Man Randy Savage, um, Breeze Fire, Ricky Steamboat, Fire, Ricky Steamboat, <laughs> bring Ricky Steamboat out for another. One. Oh man, come on! We don't need nobody. We don't need anybody else from that era, man. <laughs> Rick just had his last match. We're right. not doing this. They're gonna again. be ringing Ric Flair to, <laughs> to Crown Jewel. You Please know, no. thank God for so many people left, man. You you gotta do what you gotta do, man. And with that, with that, celebrities are perfect for that. Celebrities that are willing to do it, which if you're going to pick any of them, it'd be one of the polls. <laughs> yeah, I guess. That essentially does not care about, <laughs> about any cultural background happening and cares much more about the money, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're going to give it to anybody. Yeah. So, I mean, I get it. Like, you know, nobody likes these shows. Nobody likes that these shows are a thing. Um, except for stockholders, so and and the Saudi prince. So I mean, a Triple H yeah, can that's hit. Something we all should have done. The what? minute we heard about Vince, we all should have bought WWE stock. We all should have. <laughs> that's true. That's probably, that's probably <laughs> yeah. That. Fair point. That that, that is should have bought point. stock again. Yeah, I learned my lesson messing with Vince holding WWE stock. Um. So essentially, he's he's saving us all from a, a terrible pay-per-view that might have been worth watching because now we know mm-hmm. for certain that it's not. <laughs> but he can still he can still show the numbers to Nick and be like, shut up, you know? Yeah. So I feel where you're coming from. It is sad that we still have to do these things every year. You would have thought this disappeared, but 
in the end, how Wu-Tang say, cash rules everything around me. Yeah, I guess. I mean, you know, I won't be watching it, but hopefully some other fans will so they can make yeah. some money off yeah. it. Somebody 12 will be watching. And mm-hmm. so, somebody born after 2004 will definitely be watching somebody, it. Yeah, somebody born in the, after the 2000s will be, will, will be watching. <laughs> and we won't have to care. Yeah. Unless he wins, then that would really suck. Oh, God. <laughs> that would really suck. Come on, Ring of Honor. Start up. Let's go. <laughs> AEW ain't doing too hot. And then Logan Paul is the world champion. Come on, Ring of Honor. No, no, no. no MLW. I don't, I don't, I don't Let's think go. You have to worry about that. Boomaye. Boomaye. If, if Logan Paul wins, then I'm rallying for Paul versus Bad Bunny and Mania. I need Bad Bunny winning that Royal Rumble pronto. <laughs> I don't think either one of us expected the topic of conversation to shift to Logan Paul versus Bad Bunny at WrestleMania. Because Matt, because if Logan Paul can be a world champion, Bad Bunny needs that. <laughs> Bunny Destroyer versus versus the Paul Splash. Yes, sir. All right. That about brings us to the end of the show, man. Let's get to these shout outs. Oh, all right. I'll go first. Yep. Uh, the figure four for this week. As always, Doghouse Gaming. Got to make my way back to that. I'm getting married soon, guys. If anyone wants to buy me the NES, I still haven't bought it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Cheap plug. Cheap plug. Um, Doghouse Gaming for all your retro gaming needs. Everything from the NES, the Game Boy, the Game Boy Advance. If there's any old system that they haven't moved on to a newer console mm-hmm. um, that you just want to play for nostalgia's sake, Doghouse Gaming is the place to be, man. If there's any Funko Pops you're missing and you're wondering who might have them, where they might be, if you really love The Simpsons or really love playing arcade games, Doghouse Gaming is the place to be, man. Um, shout out to Doghouse Gaming. My second shout out. From Twitter, the High Wrestling Podcast, good friends of the show. Um, they're dropping pods, uh, especially more consistently, um, damn near every week. And if you follow me on Twitter, you'll find me retweeting and 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 uh, posting a lot about their episodes as they come out. Um, new one from TikTok, from Under the Ring Pod. I especially like that name. Have recently followed us on on TikTok. Go follow those guys from under the ring podcast and back to Twitter, the apron bump podcast. Mm-hmm. Go follow those guys. It's nice to have these network of people um, all giving each other a hand. So those are my four for the week. Doghouse gaming, the high wrestling podcast from under the ring wrestling podcast. They should put an it in front of that. If these guys ever listen to this. And yeah. they made it far enough to listen to the pun. That way, it's that way. It's not just a wrestling pun, but it's also like a horror movie pun. <laughs> it, it came from under the ring, um, <laughs> from under the ring podcast and the apron bump. Um, go follow all those guys on IG, Twitter, TikTok, um, and Facebook. Do give me your shout outs. Got you. All right. So this week, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do four as well. Obviously, first and foremost, we're going to shout out Dita Toy Hunter. Just dropped a new video 
yesterday. So make sure you guys go to his YouTube channel. Check that out. Yes, he sir. found himself some fire wrestling stuff. I'm going to need to talk to him about that Adam Cole figure that he found. Um, next up, we got Mr. Awesome. Just recently did a stream with him. Wrestling trivia, some other types of trivia. He, got, he goes live every Friday on YouTube. So make sure you check that out. And then we got the Wrestling for Life Network. Their YouTube mm. channel goes live almost every day to discuss all things wrestling, WWE, and, and AEW. I believe they're live Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, almost every day. So make sure you nice. guys jump over there, check it out. And then, of course, the All About Wrestling podcast. Got to give our boy Bobby Raffles a shout out. He keeps dropping awesome content every week. Just recently released the video of the All About Wrestling Championships that he had designed. Nice. So make sure you guys go over there and go nice. check him out. Um, those are my shout outs for this week. So with that being said, guys, that was our rundown. Thank you for tuning into this episode. Make sure you guys check us out on all of our platforms over on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Make sure you go to our YouTube and enter that giveaway because it is only going to be good until the end of September. Come October, we're going to pick a winner for that mystery box. Make sure you check us out on all the platforms, dangerousjobberswebsite.com, Spotify, Apple Music. Anywhere you hear this podcast, make sure you subscribe to it. Make sure you leave a thumbs up, a heart, all that good stuff. If you guys have anything you want to hear us talk about, be sure to reach out to us. Let us know. We might talk about it on the show. We might even have you on the show. So with that being said, thank you for tuning in. Make sure you guys stay up. Make sure you guys stay blessed. And as always, stay dangerous.